Hey, what is going on, guys? DK back at you with another video here to break down the four-game NBA slate on Tuesday. If it's your first time watching cover content for DraftKings and for Prize Picks, Prize Picks are the sponsor. Make sure to use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. If you're looking for premium content, you can check my Patreon. That is linked down below. I also have the Prize Picks link down below as well. Uh, but let's recap tonight. So uh, tonight was a very good night overall with everything. So prize picks went six and two in the day overall, three and one in NBA on Patreon, and then three and one on um, NFL as well. Um, so incredibly tilted about Jake Ferguson. Uh, he had one catch. Would have been another five hundred dollars there, but uh, yeah, went three for four um, on NFL too. So really, really good day overall there for prize picks. For DraftKings, it was a good day, and it could have been a great day if I could have ran good once. Tie game with like 10 seconds left, and the Jazz get fouled and win by one. But can't you just take a wild shot and go to overtime? Every time I need this, a game to end, someone just takes like a fadeaway three, and it goes to overtime. Like, oh. So I had seven people in that Utah-Minnesota game. Conley, Clarkson, Torian Prince, Walker Kessler, Ant-Man, Beasley, and Slow-Mo. They were all on the court. So, oh, could have been a massive day if it would have ran hot there. But still, cash overall. And then for the late and showdown slate, it's looking pretty good right now. Late slate, I played Ja and then just stacked the late game. So, Pat Bev, Eric Gordon, KJ, Sengun Goat, who has... 55 right now, early in the third. You see what happens when you run the offense through Shingun. You guys have been on my channel. I've been literally asking for this all year. Ask, why is he not playing more? Why are they not running more offense through him? You see what happens? On pace for like 80 fantasy points. Um, and then, yeah, so this is my late slate lineup looking pretty good. And then the showdown lineup also looking pretty good. I don't want to talk about it. I could have played JTA over Garuba. If I did, I would be... Probably in first or right there. I decided to eat salary and play Garuba over JTA. JTA is 11. Garuba is 2. So I would be... Might be in first. I'd be like right... I would be like right there. So um have a little bit of a sweat, I guess, in the showdown if Garuba can do something in the kind of garbage time or in just in this backup run. And then late slate looking good, too. So that's the recap of everything. Oh, also, uh, Newt Cowboys uh, money line. So that was nice. Um, appreciate you, Tori, for paying up as well. Um, and then uh, don't want to talk about Brett Maher. We're not going there. Finally played a kicker. All right. So <clears throat> let's talk about this four-game slate. And we'll start off with Toronto. So on the Toronto side, they ran. They went right back to the really, really tight rotation, Nick Nurse rotations that we know and love. I went to overtime, but a lot of these starters were pushing 40-plus minutes anyway. Siakam also fouled out. So Siakam and Van Fleet, the two guys, in my opinion, that have the highest ceiling. You saw the big Van Fleet game last game. Scotty Barnes and OG, both playable in the mid-range. Scotty Barnes has been playing pretty well of late. Uh, so I think I like the ceiling a bit more with Barnes to OG. And then Gary Trent Jr., I don't love the price point because there's a lot of risk with him. Like, if he randomly gets benched like he did here against Atlanta, only played 20 minutes, he could really, really hurt you at this price point. And there's two guys on the bench I think you could at least take a shot on in tournaments. Chris Boucher um, still played 18 minutes last game. Uh, he's a good point per minute guy. He's only 3.5. And then Prashad Chua is 3.3. He played 20 minutes. So those are the two guys I think you can consider off the bench. 
Moving on to Milwaukee. So it depends on Giannis had to the combo. He got ruled out of Monday's game, but he was warming up before. Um, so maybe there's a chance he plays in this game. Joe Ingles just sat due to rest. I expect him to be available. If Giannis misses, here's what's going to happen. Everyone's going to play Drew Holiday. He's going to go for like five fancy points in the first quarter, and then he's going to finish like 50 plus. I've talked about this on the Patreon stream. I was like, this happens every time with Drew Holiday when Giannis is out. He starts slow in the first quarter. Everyone gets worried, and then he like finishes with like 50 plus fancy points. So that'll probably happen again if Giannis is out. But yeah, if Giannis is out, obviously Drew looks great. Um, gets a massive bump, becomes a clear go-to guy. Portis and Lopez look a lot better if Giannis is out. You probably see Bobby Portis pushing for low to mid-30s minutes. And then Brooke Lopez also gets a slight minutes bump and a usage bump. So those those guys look really, really good. Value-wise, Pat Content at 4-8 should see you know 25 to 30 minutes. I don't love the price point, but he'll see good run. Grayson Allen saw 32 minutes last game. He looks better, obviously, if Giannis is out. Then probably can't get to anyone else. You'll see rotation minutes for Carter, rotation minutes for Bochamp, probably A.J. Green a couple minutes. Ingles... I guess if I had to play, I won't play one of these really, really cheap guys. It probably would be uh, Joe Ingles. And then if Giannis is in, then I think Giannis himself is a good contrarian spend-up. He's been kind of quiet of late over the last three games, so I don't think he'll be super popular. And then Portis and Lopez would be secondary plays. Drew Holiday would still be in play, and the value would also take a hit. Brooklyn and San Antonio. So could someone explain to me Kyrie Irving without Kevin Durant over these last couple games? Played in the last couple of games thinking, all right, this is just a free square. Kyrie teamed himself. Back-to-back games, he busts. I mean, it was at high ownership, too. But um, the price went up, so I, I don't think he'll get that much ownership, ownership, especially after he burned everyone in the last couple of slates. So I still like Kyrie. Like, you have to have short-term memory in DFS. Kyrie, without Kevin Durant, still looks good against the Spurs. The front court, I think Claxton and Ben Simmons are totally fine options. Claxton should play low 30s minutes. Um, Ben Simmons, if he can stay out of foul trouble, probably pushes for 30 minutes. We saw him go for 13 assists last game, so do like Ben Simmons a good amount. We know we're getting out of Royce O'Neal, probably mid-30s minutes. Um, He's fine, but I think I like the ceiling a bit more with like Ben Simmons or Claxton. Um, TJ Warren, I think, is a bit overpriced coming off the bench. Uh, He'll probably play low 20s minutes. Could get extended a bit if uh, Ben Simmons or Claxton get in foul trouble. And then value guards, Joe Harris is 4-2, 28 and 27 minutes over the last couple games. And Seth Curry has played 25, 27 minutes over the last couple games. Both those guys are scoring dependent, so like they're in play. But whether or not they get you there depends on if they make their shots. All right, on the San Antonio side. So Calvin Johnson been pretty quiet of late. Um, he's 7.4K, shot 8 of 25 last game. Still does have a ceiling, though. So have interested in for tournaments. Trey Jones has been playing really, really well, really consistent. Um, I think like the price point is fine, but um, he, he has at least flashed that upside. We saw it three games ago. And then probably my favorite play in the Spurs would be Jakob Pertl. Played 31 minutes last game and dealt with foul trouble. So I think he could have played a couple more minutes there. I think he's a really good play at 6-2. I think he's underpriced. He's probably my favorite option on the Spurs. Jeremy Sohan's 4-7. Should see around 30 minutes. Kind of just indifferent on him. Josh Richardson off the bench probably sees 25 to 30 minutes. I think he's a solid value. Zach Collins will back up Pirtle, but his minutes, again, have been ticking down a bit of late. Don't think I can get to anyone else, McDermott or like Langford or, or anyone. So let's move on to Portland and Denver. But Portland, pretty easy to talk about. They're going to play their five starters, and they're going to play them a ton. So Damian Lord has been playing very, very well. like the matchup for him here against Denver. So um, do like his upside. He's only 9.5K. Nurkic, if you told me he stayed out of foul trouble, I would like him a good amount. He got 
massive foul trouble last game to bail out the faders. I was so incredibly tilted that day because I got Nurkic at like 5%. And just two quick ones in like a minute. And then the third foul, like five minutes. Like it was just so, so, so painful. Um, but if he stays out of foul trouble, I think he plays a lot. I've noticed this trend against Nikola Jokic. Like he will play mid-30s minutes. So that's kind of what I'm expecting if he can stay out of foul trouble. So I like his upside quite a bit, but I'm very worried about the fouls. Grant Simons and Hart are all just there. I think the easiest guy to get to is Hart since he's the cheapest. And then if Nurkic gets in foul trouble, Min Price or Eubanks will benefit. On a small slate, he is certainly in play. And um, Gary Payton is the fat Min Price. He has played 21, 15, and 16 minutes over the last three games. I think he is also viable at uh, the flat men. Moving on to Denver. So Jamal Murray is probable. Bones Highland is questionable. Now, if Bones Highland is out, they could do a couple different things. They could like just shift Bruce Brown to the backup point guard role, or they could dust off Ish Smith and add him to the rotation. So one of those two things will happen. But top end guys, Jokic on a small slate. Yeah, he looks great. Um, he's going to play mid-30s minutes. As long as you feel comfortable with enough of the, sal- of the uh, cheap guys, yeah, Jokic looks great. Murray, Gordon, and MPJ are all secondary plays for me. I think I like the ceiling the most on Jamal Murray, but I don't love 7.5K price point. And then, yeah, Bones Highland misses. If, if you told me Bruce Brown gets all the backup point guard run and he plays like 30 minutes, I think he's a solid option in the mid-range. If you told me Ish Smith would be the backup, then I would like him a good amount because Ish Smith's actually a good point per minute guy, and he's, again, flat minimum. Still think I want to mess with the backup fives here in this game. And then uh, Vladko. I don't even know who they would add to the rotation if he's out. Maybe, probably Christian Brown, I would say. But Brown could see rotation minutes if Vladko's out. All right, and then finally, Philadelphia and the Clippers. Philadelphia, another pretty easy team to talk about. They're going to play the starters a ton. Embiid, Harden, I like them both at the top. Uh, we saw a big game from Embiid last game. Uh, James Harden, also very consistent stuff. The stat sheet, probably going to give you double-digit assist. So I like Embiid. I like Harden a good amount. The secondary options are kind of just that. Um, Maxi 6'4". Tobias Harris, 6'1". Like, yeah, they're playable, but I don't think either are, like, standout plays to me. Melton, obviously, is 25 minutes. Feels a little pricey. Yang's 3-4, him and Shake Milton, I guess, are viable in tournaments. You saw 23 minutes last game for Niang, only uh, 14 for Milton. But previous game to that, you saw not 29 for Shake Milton. So the minutes kind of fluctuating with those guys on the bench. If you want to take a shot on either of those guys, I get it. And then finally, the Clippers. And it really comes down to Paul George news. Um, we know John Wall's out. And we know Luke Kennard's out. Paul George practiced uh, today. But they said he is questionable. If I had to lean, if I had to lean one way or the other, I would say he plays since it's a back-to-back and then sits, um, you know, the, the following day. But um, yes, yeah, so we'll talk about this really quick. If Paul George plays, if Paul George plays, there's not a ton I love. Um, I think probably like Terrence Mann at five seven would still be my favorite option. I'm also very tilted about this. I've played him a couple times now. Low ownership, like bad game, bad game, faded here. Forty-seven fancy points. Come on, man. Can't do that to me. You can't. Um, but yeah, he's playing a ton right now at the point guard position. And then with John Wall out, uh, Reggie Jackson will get the backup point guard run. Um, I think he's playable at 3 7. It's probably the two point guards would be my favorite plays, a man and Jackson, if George is in. If George is out, then I think Kwai's in play at the top. He'll play mid 30s minutes, be the clear go to guy. And then guys like Powell, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, 
would all be viable options as well. Um, they get a bump, obviously, with Paul George off the court. And then if you want to take a shot on Zubach, be my guest. He's up. He's down. There's obviously foul risk here going up against Embiid, but you want to try, try to take a shot on him? Sure. Backup five. I mean, they could go, I guess they could try to throw Covington on uh, Embiid, or they can just uh, go to Moses Brown. Um, maybe it's Brown since it's Joel Embiid, but I can't say for sure. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it for the video. Again, if you have been enjoying the content, just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell, and I'll see you guys in the next video.